McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. It's much like hockey. It's much like basketball. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match. Get in on all the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. All throughout the week, that's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Thursday, July 1st. And I know plenty of our viewers, plenty of our listeners, our Canadians like myself. Happy Canada Day uh, to everybody uh, north of the border in this great country of Canada. We celebrate 154 years uh, of this great nation on this Canada Day, uh, July 1st. Uh, so happy Canada Day. Uh, it's very much, you know, the same traditions as the U.S. has for what will be a few days from now. Independence Day, where you know what it is. It's you drink a lot, you have some barbecues, you have some fireworks, the usual traditions, the exact same traditions. It's just obviously for Canada Day here, July 1st and July 4th, Independence Day, south of the border. But happy birthday, Canada, 154 uh, years old on this day. Uh, we wish everyone in Canada happy Canada Day. And certainly uh, hope that picks up a lot of uh, people that are Montreal Canadians fans uh, in this country after a very disappointing and heartbreaking loss last night uh, in game two of the Stanley Cup final. I say heartbreaking because even though it was three to one, like it's not like they lost in overtime or something, but Montreal played one hell of a road game last night. They really did. And to see them, you know, in the expected goals margin, Alex, last night, 3.59 expected goals for Montreal to 2.37 for Tampa Bay. You know, that is a pretty considerable margin, which tells you Montreal definitely had the better of the play. I thought they generated not just chances, terrific chances. Suzuki had a couple of, you know, uh, partial breakaway opportunities last night. Brendan Gallagher had a chance right in front of the net. And I feel bad for this guy, Brendan Gallagher. You can tell the effort is supreme. He is doing all the right things. He's working his tail off. He's working his bag off. He's got the he's taking the freaking cross checks and the slashes, and he's having his head slammed on the ice almost like what happened in game one. He's right there in front of the net, trying to get loose pucks, trying to get rebounds, getting chances. He just can't buy a goal right now, and that's been his playoffs. But the effort has been incredible, and I feel like he deserves to be rewarded at some point for what he has done and put forth here uh, in this series, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, unfortunately for Montreal, turnovers continue to plague them. How many of these Tampa Bay goals in this series have been scored directly off turnovers? 
Uh, it's amazing. And you look at the situation last night where they play such a good second period. They really take it to Tampa in that second period. But Tampa gets the first goal, seeing eye shot from the point, one nothing. Montreal ties it up. Nick Suzuki with a dribbler through uh, Vasilevsky and a bunch of sticks uh, to tie the game 1-1. And then Montreal's pouring it on. It looks like, man, only a matter of time before the Canadians take the lead uh, in that second period. And By the way, congrats to Alex for that second period over last night. Another uh, good call, two in a row. Uh, for second period overs in this series, but it looks like they're pouring it on, maybe going to take the lead going into the second intermission, but it's Tampa Bay that takes the lead, and it happens on a, an egregious mistake by two blue liners that have been so damn good in these playoffs for Montreal. Shea Weber and Ben Sherratt, my guy, it killed me, kills me to say this, Ben Sherratt, you know, he steps up in the neutral zone with 15 seconds to go, Alex, in the second period. What happens uh, he, he just loses control. The puck fumbles it the, just in, outside the blue line. Tampa gets a mini two-on-one after that and an incredible pass to Blake Coleman. And what an effort by Blake Coleman to basically dive, swipe the stick at the puck, and find a way to beat Carey Price. An, an unbelievable individual effort and an incredible finish by Blake Coleman on that goal, which was a devastating goal to give up for Montreal with 0.3 seconds left. Uh, in the second period. And it's going to go back to the point that I made yesterday. I'm worried about the ice time for these guys. I've said it. And I said it on Twitter again last night. This is not a coincidence that Weber Petrie Edmondson, who made the colossal gaffe on the third Tampa Bay goal, miscommunication with his defense partner, Petrie led to that Palat goal to put it away three to one. It's not a coincidence that the defense for the Montreal Canadians last night made more mistakes and gaffes and breakdowns defensively in last night's game alone than they have these entire playoffs so far. And I'm convinced the reason for that is they're playing too much. Did you see, did you, if anybody has a chance to look at the box score from last night's game, take a look at the ice time for the game last night. You've got Sherratt, Petrie, uh, Weber, and Edmondson playing 22, 23, 24 minutes. And then you have Eric Gustafson, and John Merrill, your 5-6 defenseman for Montreal, playing 10-11 minutes. That's an incredible dispar uh, discrepancy. And at this stage, of this, it's adding up on these guys, all right? It, it, it just is. The, they're burning out. The fatigue is setting in. And when you're fatigued, physical mistakes and mental mistakes occur. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now with Montreal. You've got I'm – not, I'm not – I'm absolutely not saying – Gustafson and Merrill got to play 15 to 20 minutes a night, nor should they. But you've got to increase the minutes at least a little bit. Get them in the 12, 13, 14 minute range at least because you're burning out Weber. You're burning out Sherratt. You're burning out uh, Edmondson and you're burning out Jeff Petrie, who I don't even think is 100% because he hasn't been shooting the puck as much uh, as of late. So that's got to change. And I don't know what the solution is. And Dominic Ducharme, who's going to return to the bench for Game 3, which we'll get to in a second, has that decision to make. Do you just stick with Gustafson and Merrill? And if you do, I think you've got to just play them a little bit more. And if you aren't going to play them more because you don't have the confidence in them, well, get another defenseman in there that you do have some confidence in to play more and give them more ice time than they've been given so far. Oh, like say, who? Hmm, who's, who, who might be that guy? Oh, maybe an Alexander Romanov, who, by the way, played in that – clincher against Winnipeg uh, in the second round when Petrie was injured. And I thought he played well. He threw the body. He was physical. 
Uh, I thought he played a really solid game, that young kid. Why, why not we put him in there? And you can give him more minutes. If you're that, if you're lacking that much confidence in Gustafson and or Merrill or both, why don't you go to this young kid and then play him for a few more minutes? You got to save these guys' energy. This is four freaking playoff rounds now. This is the fourth playoff round. You've played a lot of games now. You just can't be wearing these. These aren't uh, machines. These aren't computers. These aren't robots. These are human beings with bodies that are breaking down, that have taken punishment through four playoff rounds. You've got to balance the ice time with your six defensemen, and you can't keep playing a four-man rotation on defense for the rest of this series because it's killing you. Because Tampa just comes in waves, wave after wave after wave with those four lines, and you're just wearing out these guys, wearing them into the ice. You've got to expand to a six-man rotation on the blue line, and you've got to do it starting in game three. Because as much as – and look, they're not in the Stanley Cup final without those four defensemen. They've been that good. But now they're wearing down a bit. They're buckling because they've played so many minutes, hard minutes, and even harder minutes when you're playing a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's, it's got to change, in my opinion. You've got to expand the blue line rotation as far as I'm concerned. Alex, what did you think of game two last night? You know, like I said, it was a better effort from game, uh, Montreal in game two, but it just still wasn't enough. Uh, he said, you know, the, the defensive gaps we've seen, we've seen turnovers in, in first game and second game now leading to goals. These are, you know, mistakes that you cannot afford to make against any team, but let alone a dangerous offensive team like Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, now you've put yourself in an 0-2 hole, and we were off area, and we were talking about trying to figure out when was the last time that there was a, a long losing streak uh, from Tampa Bay. Of course, there was a four-game sweep a couple of years ago in the playoffs against uh, Columbus. But you have to go all the way back to March 2nd to March 10th of 2014 to find them having a losing streak of four. That was a, actually a five-game losing streak. That's the longest that they've had in seven years in regular season or postseason. This is a team where even if they lose a game or two, they find a way to win. And now you're behind the eight ball. you got to try to win four of the next five games uh, You know, to, to wrap this series up if you're Montreal. It just seems like it's almost you know impossible task right now, uh, even though they're going home. You know, I just don't see where it's going to be hard for them to get motivated and, and keep that motivation, especially if they still start off slow. That's been their mantra the first two games. Game three, they're going to have to come out guns blazing. They're going to have to play it like it's the third period uh, of an elimination game in the first for game three. Otherwise, uh, we might end up seeing a sweep here for Tampa Bay. So, you know, it, it, it's tough. If you got, you know, serious props with Montreal, and you can find some way to maybe try to adjust and, and, and minimize your damage. I, I would try to do so now uh, before it's too late, but it just seems like it's all Tampa Bay right now moving forward to this series. Yeah, very. Uh, and look, Montreal, not only do they have the defensive blunders, and I talked about why I think part of it was, was the fact that I think the four defensemen, the big four, Weber, Petrie, Edmondson, and Sherrod are wearing down, but it's the offensive end too. Million chances. They generated a ton. Quality chances, high danger chances, great looks. And let's give Vasilevsky and the blue liners in front of him credit. Vasilevsky is just incredible right now. His goaltending in this series has been spectacular. And he was again last night for the Lightning. Outstanding goaltending. You're still seeing Hedman, uh, McDonough, Sergachev. These guys are shot-blocking wizards. I don't know how else to describe these three defensemen for Tampa Bay. They just continue to be fearless. They sacrifice for the good of the team. These guys want to win a back-to-back -back Stanley Cup. That's simple as that. I mean, they're just blocking every shot that's thrown at the net. Hedman, McDonough, and Sergachev. A lot of the forwards are as well. 
I mean, it's just a collective effort right now. So even though they had a lot of shots, they, you know, they, they still blocked a lot. Uh, and then, of course, Vasilevsky was just absolutely sheer brilliant and such the big piece as to why Tampa Bay won that game. Because, again, if you're Montreal, what more could you have done other than obviously finish? You know, you got your chances. You just needed to convert. And unfortunately, they just couldn't do that. And you got to fact you got to credit the lightning for blocking a lot of shots. And then Vasilevsky for the shots that did get through just magnificent goaltending from Vasilevsky, not only last night, but in game one as well. Uh, he is backing up the fact that he is a Vez, was a Vesna Trophy finalist this year. It's been magnificent. Uh, we got Jimmy Murphy now with us. Uh, Jimmy, I know uh, you like Montreal coming into the series. I like them in the first two games to get a split. They did not. I still think we'll get to game three in just a second, that I still think you're going to see their absolute best effort in game three back home. Uh, obviously, it's uh, backs to the uh, against the wall. But here's the odds you've got to overcome, Jimmy, and Alex mentioned it. We made a point of checking this out before the show. Yeah. You're talking about a team that has, hasn't lost four in a row or hasn't lost four out of five games since like seven years ago. That's the obstacle now that's in front of the Montreal Canadiens. They have just not yeah. had extended losing streaks. And now, essentially, Tampa Bay, Jimmy, they're going to have to have Do you hear those yes. bells? That, yes. that's, it struck midnight for Cinderella. It has struck midnight for Cinderella, and I won't be afraid to admit it. I've been riding this crazy uh -oh. for Montreal, but wow. I mean, guys, this, I mean, that was their game to win. That was their game to win. I don't mean to cut you off, Ian, but I mean, it's just like, wow. That, like, they, I, I, I didn't know what else they could do to beat them last night, and they didn't do it. And, and you nailed it. You completely nailed it, Ian. They have had reality set in. It's, it's just set in how tired they are and how far above their heads they have been playing is coming into focus right now. And you nailed it with that defense. That was the key. I mean, I'm looking at it. Those guys have been the backbone from Montreal. Well, obviously, Carey Price has. But with the exception of him, Ian, you nailed it. That defense has played far above expectations, has done a great job, looked like the St. Louis Blues defense two years ago, and they're worn down. I mean, that was a complete brain fart by Edmondson. What the hell was – it's just <laughs> – I'm watching it. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know They haven't come close to doing anything like that, these four defensemen, no. and they're breaking down left and, and you, right all night. This is the worst night. possible time to do it. You yeah. cannot do it against a team like Tampa Bay because they – I don't think Tampa Bay has played their best yet, and that's what's scary. They have not played their best hockey yet. That's the scary part of this. This reminds me – and I know I always show my age here, and I got this nice gray beard, guys, but – 1992, Chicago Blackhawks, Pittsburgh Penguins. That's what this reminds me yeah. of. You remember that, Alex, right? You were yeah. a kid. You remember I that? Was, uh, I, mean, I was really small, but I, but I remember I've watched that over. That I mean, they said they were as hot as they were going into that. They completely ran out of steam, and, and that's, yeah, it's just, it happens and to teams. It's a superior yeah. opponent. That's Great it. Comparison. Period. Yeah. Period. That's the end of it. it. This is the 1992 Stanley Cup final. We've been talking about the 93, so I guess we were one year one year ahead of ourselves there, and we're making comparisons, but this is what it is right now. This is the 1992 Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's a great comparison because you're right, Chicago, uh, red hot going into that uh, Stanley Cup final. Uh, and then, of course, Pittsburgh, uh, Mario and Yaramir. They went into uh, a wagon. And the great Scotty Bowman just whack them, uh, essentially, uh, in the uh, Stanley Cup final. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely some similarities, at least so far through the first two games of this series uh, that we're seeing here 
uh, in this one. And look, the fact that, you know, no Alex Kalorn and look, I thought he didn't score. He almost did. He well, almost got no, that. That's no small loss, guys. People yep. are saying, oh, he's not a first line and what's the big deal? No, he's a big part of their team, man. He's a huge yep. part. Leadership and he balances off the lines too. And, and like they feed off him. He's that type of player that they that he, their star players feed off him. He's one of those guys. And that that's a big loss. And they still won. They still won. Yeah, it is. And, and look, and Montreal got Yoel Armia back on the fourth line. I thought he played great. He had some chances too. And I, he was constantly, you know, around the net, making things happen, trying to set up his teammates for quality scoring chances. Last, I thought Yoel Armia played a hell of a game uh, for the Montreal Canadiens last night. So they got Armia back. Uh, Kalorn, or Tampa Bay lost Kalorn for the game. Yeah, Montreal dominates for extended parts of that game, and they still lose. That is like... Corey Perry and Nick Suzuki, they just look like they lost someone from their family in, in a tragic accident or something. You could see their faces. It's like, yeah. man, we played so good and we lost that game. How did that happen? How could this be? And you just worry, can they pick themselves up off the floor for a game three uh, on Friday night, especially considering that the Quebec government, which I have no idea why, is not expanding the capacity for game three and game four in Montreal. It's still going to be 3,500. And Montreal requested half capacity, 10,500 people for game three and game four. Turned down, rejected, and instead it's still going to be 3,500. And look, they'll be as loud and they'll be as raucous as they possibly can be, but it's still not quite the same as having a half full building at 10,500. So uh, in terms of home ice for Montreal game three and game four, not as much as it could be or probably should be. Yeah, yeah it, you know, oh, go ahead, no, I was just going to say what's interesting about that, too, is obviously we saw how big the crowd was, uh, you know, for the conference finals outside, you know, and everything throughout. You wonder, do you really want to take a risk of having that many people outside? Let's just say this is game three win for Tampa Bay and it's a game four with a chance of them sweeping. Do you really want that many people grouped up outside, pissed off if there's a possible sweep? Oh. This is that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So that's what I'm saying. This, I think, I think the yeah, government might want to take a, a second look at that. Monday is not a day that I would want to be in Montreal if, if you know, you're going into Game Four up three zero for Tampa. It's it, you're that's a great call, X. And yet, the, these numb nuts here that make these decisions, uh, they're going to have thousands of people on the street, a street party outside the uh, the Bell Center, and but we can't get. Somehow, we can't get more than thirty five hundred people in the arena inside the Bell Center. For the, these next two home games, where there's team season basically slipping, or chances at the cup at least starting to slip away, where maybe ten thousand five. I'm not saying they win because there's more people in the building, but man, it's going to help from an energy perspective. You know, lift the spirits, pump up the team going into these next two games, and we can't basically put more people than thirty five hundred in there when there's. We can't put ten thousand five hundred. If you're worried about, it's not even health. This is politics. This is bullshit. That's why yeah. this is not happening. It's got nothing to do with health anymore. Because you can get ten thousand five hundred socially distanced fans in that building and do it safe and be concerned with health. What and you guys are gonna have a street party outside the building where there's no distancing. Everybody's packed like sardines in a tin can outside the arena. And, and somehow you think that's good. We're going to let that happen, but we're not going to put more than 3,500 people in the building. It's asinine. Simple as that. There's no, there's no defending that decision in my mind. None. Zero. Simple as that. Yep. I'm with you, man. And like, you know, it, it, we've been so, so like advocating, you know, COVID protections and COVID restrictions on this show, guys. I mean, we all have, and we, 
I think we've all been touched by it in, in different ways. But this is ridiculous now. This is stupid. I mean, it, the, the way that they're handling it up there, I know people that are up there right now that work in the, the bar industry up there. I've told you guys. And it's just so frustrating for them, the way they're handling this. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's um, uh, To me, this is, this is a, an awful decision. Simple as that. I mean, there's no way you can't tell me they can have uh, more fans in the building than they currently have. So uh, absolutely awful. It's unfortunate. With that in mind, guys, we got a game to break down. Regardless of how many fans they allow into the building, uh, it is game three with the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, Friday night, uh, game three at the Bell Center. Uh, right now we got Tampa Bay at minus 135, minus 140 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this one, five across the board. Maybe I'm uh, stubborn, but I do think Montreal is probably worth a look here uh, in the uh, first period uh, of this game uh, at, a, at a nice plus price. I would think, look, if they're going to bring their absolute best to the four here, it's got to be early. And they got to say to themselves, you know what? We've fallen behind in this series in each of the games so far. We haven't had a lead yet in this series. We've got to get a lead. We've got to get the first goal. We've got to jump on Tampa Bay early. You would think first period is the uh, opportunity to do that. Uh, I think Montreal in the first period is probably the bet I'll be looking to make. I might look over the total. I know Alex is probably going to come right back to the second period over uh, in this game. But I think the full game over makes some sense uh, in this one. Because, look, if Montreal – Montreal's got to be aggressive from the opening puck drop. They've got to open up the offense a little bit. they got to try to get the first goal. And if they do – Guess what? This game's going to completely open up because we know when Tampa Bay's trailing, they really take a lot more chances. And John Cooper, Tampa Bay teams over the years, I've seen so many lightning games. When they're behind, they're aggressive. They pinch their blue line. Uh, they end up, uh, you know, they pinch their defensemen. They try to keep plays alive. They take some chances. They don't mind giving up some odd man rushes if, if that's the case when they're trailing. They'll take their chances to try to generate more offense, have a mo even more sustained forecheck, and try to score goals. So if Montreal does come out aggressive and does score first, I think it opens up the game completely if Tampa Bay falls behind. So that's what I'm looking at right now uh, in game three on Friday night. Montreal first period, which is about plus 110, plus 115, and also over five. Uh, for the full game total uh, in this one. I can't really go into too much detail with goal score props because we don't, they won't get posted until the day of the game, which is tomorrow. But uh, I would certainly, uh, if Kalorn's out again, I'd come back to Tyler Johnson again because he had chances. He's playing on that second line from a Montreal standpoint. I think Cole Caulfield at home, you know, where he's done, I, th I think most of his goal, more of his goals in the playoffs have been at home for the Montreal Canadiens. He could be a good goal scorer prop. Uh, you could look at, I think, Josh Anderson, guys. I think he's a good goal scorer prop with value around plus 400. He had a bunch of chances the first two games, including last night. And you just might say that uh, one of the uh, one of those chances is going to eventually find the back of the net for him. So Caulfield, Anderson, I'd, I'd come right back to Toffoli as well. I thought he had some chances uh, the first two games as well uh, for Montreal. And Tyler Johnson, goal scorer prop for uh, Tampa Bay. Again, I like those situations. Coleman, yeah, you Coleman's feeling it. Uh, he's made an impact. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that as a goal scorer prop. How he feeling mentioning uh, Blake Coleman here uh, in this uh, game as a potential goal scorer prop. Why not? That was an incredible individual effort by Blake Coleman on that second goal. Definitely one of the highlight real goals of the Stanley Cup left. The effort to just dive for that puck, swipe at it with a stick, and beat Carey Price. It was desperation effort and incredible to see it go in and him get rewarded for it. Uh, as well. So 
there's my thoughts on uh, Montreal, Tampa Bay, some goal score props. And like I said, I'm looking at probably Montreal more so in the first period and then over five for the full game total. Alex, what's your thoughts? Game three, Friday night, Tampa Bay, Montreal. So I have one player that already been, of course, it's the second period over. Uh, the books, are still, <laughs> books still haven't adjusted it, but they're, you know, it's minus a dollar 20, minus a dollar 25. Uh, if you shop around and, and it's probably won't be anything, anything higher than minus a dollar 30. So we'll keep rolling with that. Uh, also looking at, I'm, I'm leaning with Montreal first period, but more than likely I'll probably be playing in game Montreal to score first. I'll look for that at a better adjusted price. I think, like I said, they got to come out guns blazing. It's got to, they got to play like it's you know, the third period of a elimination game. Uh, and they have to try to get all the momentum and all of the pace on their side. If they don't, they're going to be in serious trouble. So that's the way I'm going to be attacking things in the first period and early. And you mentioned Josh Anderson. I found an even better prop that uh, could cash in. They still have serious props available. You have to shop around. This might be more offshore than, than American. But you can find props for the leading goal scorer for each team. You can get Josh Anderson plus 750. There's only been two goals scored. So wow. if he gets he gets two goals in the next two games, three wow. games, four games, plus 750. I think that's a hell, a hell of a bargain. So yeah. I locked that in earlier. So I'm going with that. Josh Anderson, leading goal scorer for Montreal by the end of the series at plus 750 and the second period over. Yeah, based on the chances, like he's taking the puck hard to the net. He's driven the front of it. He's done all the things, net front drive. He's done that throughout this series. That's where most of his chances have been. And he's just, you know, there was one chance. He just had a great power move to the net, just drove the net and a great shot. And Vasilevsky just got a piece of it. And then it deflected wide off Vasilevsky. So he has definitely had his share of chances uh, in the first two games. And if you equate, you know, chances to, you know, opportunities to uh, score goals and actually find the back of the net, then that's value to, for that plus 750 that you mentioned, Alex, for him to maybe be the leading goal scorer when it's all said and done in the series here for the Montreal Canadiens. And like I say, the leading goal scorer uh, winner for Montreal, it's, it's all hands on deck. Anybody can still get it pretty much uh, at this point since they've been held down uh, in the first two games of this series to just uh, one goal uh, in each of the two games. Uh, all right, uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you think here? Game three. Uh, yeah. Before before I get in, I just want to address whoever this meathead is in our chat room, Mick Bob the Rugged. No, I wasn't going to, but all right. Well, I'm going to address him. Grow up, dude. Get get the fuck out of here. We don't need you. We don't need he, you in here. So. He just mad because I didn't call his mom back. That's all. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, uh, all right. Sorry, guys. I, I couldn't resist. I'm I'm sorry. I tried, but I'm just like piss off, dude. Fuck off. Anyhow, listen, with the, with the, going forward, not just in this game, going forward for however, however many games are left in this series, whether it's two, three, and if we're lucky, four, who knows. But I'm riding the under, guys, because I just think it's going to be one of those things where obviously Tampa's just going to put the clamp down right now. Montreal's going to come out, but, you know, price is going to be great as always. And, you know, I was just actually texting with somebody, guys, that – uh a friend of mine who was uh, in on the trade that sent Patrick Waugh to Colorado was just saying to me, it might happen again. Like, think about that, guys. I mean, if, if they, they're probably going to lose this series, right? So they lose this right now. That guy right now, he deserves a cup. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you, you wonder – do the Canadians not the way that Patrick Waugh left, more in a, in a much nicer way, more like Ray Bork leaving the Bruins? Do the yeah, Canadians right. after this season kind of, you know, do they both talk and say, you know what? 
we got to build for the future. We're, we've already got a nice foundation going here. You want to go get a cup? We'll gladly help you do it. I wonder if that happens. I think that's a legit question. I really do. Yeah, I can well, see it. But one of those conspiracy least, theory th things that you think about every now and then that, no, yeah, maybe that could happen. I think that's more than a conspiracy theory, though. I think it's just that's a great thing to do for the Canadians, right? Because think of the lineage of goalies. I feel bad for the guy. He's going to be on all the lineage of all the great goalies that play for the Habs. Carey Price likely will never win a cup with the Habs unless there's a miracle here, right? I mean, if they lose this yeah. series, that's this is probably his last shot. So if I'm the Canadians, I say, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you. You want to go to Colorado? And what is Colorado missing right now? I know, no disrespect to the Vesna Trophy candidate there, but I'm sorry. He's not what they need in the playoffs. Right, you put yeah. Carey Price on that Colorado team, and I think we had this conversation last offseason, heading into this season. You put him on that team, man. They're winning the cup. I'm sorry. But I digress. I, I like the under here, guys. I like the under in the first period, and I like it in the total for the game. And I'm going to ride that as this series goes on. All right, there you go. Good stuff. And yeah, game three, by the way, tomorrow night, Friday night, game three. So uh, and because we're doing this show today, a reminder, there is no Ice Guys show tomorrow. That's why we are uh, doing the uh, show today uh, to break down game three and get you ready. And actually, we're going to have a few days. This is going to feel extremely weird. We have brought, we have been guys that have been, uh, we've worked our asses off with this show throughout the course of the season. And it is going to be weird to have not one, not two, but three consecutive days <laughs> without any Ice Guys you show. Deserve, right? It's Canada Day weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's a good time for it. July's yeah. here now. You get a little break. So, But uh, rest assured, uh, we will be back Monday. And we're going to actually have a double uh, dip of shows on Monday. We'll have a regular Ice Guys show Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, to break down game four of the Stanley Cup final. And then Monday night, we will be on live at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern for the BetCast for Game be, 4 of the Stanley Cup game. Final. Could be. Yeah, it could be the last game. So Stanley Cup playoffs, BetCast with the Ice Guys, Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, Game yep. 4 between Mont uh, Tampa Bay and Montreal. Uh, we are looking forward to that. Again, as always, bring your favorite adult beverages with you. We'll invite <laughs> uh, our viewers and listeners onto the stream to join us. Uh, as always, we're going to have – uh, obviously, lots of live betting uh, during the game. We'll comment on the game as it goes on. And this could be our last betcast, so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for Game 4, uh, Ice Guys Betcast. So uh, make sure you join us for that. We'll get to best bets uh, in just a second. But before we do that, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. A great time of year is the NHL and the NBA playoffs winding down, but they're still carrying on. MLB daily. Football is a month away. Yeah, football. Uh, NFL preseason will be beginning in a month. NFL and college football right around the corner. No better time than right now to try out DraftKings. Download the app, sign up for an account, and when you do, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts. So download that DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets. Game three, Stanley Cup final, Friday night, Bell Center, Tampa up 2-0 in the series. What's Montreal got left in their belly, in their tank uh, for game three on Friday night? We'll have to wait and see. Alex, what do you like for best bet? You continue to ride the wave. It's the second period over. Uh, like I said, the way that Tampa Bay has attacked, they you know, played slow, had a feeling out process, and then they make their adjustments accordingly in, in the you know second period and 
They end up more often than not having with the lead. But we also saw Montreal get a, a goal to even things up in each of those games too. So, like you said, they're going to be playing with a lot more pace, a lot more energy. So I think we're definitely going to see a, a, another high-scoring second period. So the second period over is my best bet. All right, there we go. Over one and a half second period uh, for Alex B. Smith, game three best bet for Friday night. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like for your best bet game three? I'm going to take that under in the first period, guys. I, I just feel like it's going to be one of those. Montreal come out, pour it on, but Tampa's just going to hold steady. And I, I feel we go into the second period, 0-0. And as Alex said, then maybe it opens up after that. There we go. Good stuff from uh, Jimmy Murphy. And my best bet's going to be uh, Montreal first period. Uh, that's the one I like that because I think it's got to be their best in the first 20 minutes. Got to get the lead. Cannot play from behind one nothing again. Uh, it's just an uphill battle that way. Uh, come out strong, come out early, come out fast. Montreal plus 110, plus 115. That's the range we're looking at right now with the Montreal Canadiens in the first period. I'll go with that as a best bet. Hey, you know, 0 for 2 back in uh, Montreal and best bets here in the, on the show in this series. Why stop now? Let, let's go for three. Hopefully the third one, third time's the charm. That's what we're going to hope for here. And, and I prefer the first period rather than the full year because I think that's when you have to see their best because they've yeah. got to get the aggressive, got to get the lead, got to get the crowd into it, and got to get Tampa Bay chasing the game for once uh, for the first time uh, in this series. So Montreal, uh, first period, plus a buck 10, plus a buck 15, depending on which book you look at. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for Game 3 on Friday night. And that will wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone uh, for joining us, watching, and tuning in live on YouTube. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live se uh, not seven days a week anymore, but we are live on YouTube with each and every show. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can find the Ice Guys podcast on all those platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great weekend. Happy Canada Day. Happy Independence Day. Happy July 4th to the folks in the U.S., which is coming up on Sunday. And we will see you again on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, for our regular Ice Guys show to tee up Game 4. And then the BetCast, Monday night for Game 4, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Join us for that. Have a great weekend. Uh, thanks for watching the Ice Guys. We'll be back with you and talk to you again on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.